everyone. Today is the day I'm going to talk about grief on Nurse Pain Podcast. Now, I have no script for this, so I'm not sure how this is going to go. I've had a few weeks of hell. Um, I lost my cat. As a few of you know, who've been very supportive, thank you for your kind messages. But within regard to this podcast, I'm talking about grief in the context of an illness. So, most people think that to grieve necessarily you have to have lost a person or an animal or something. But that's the thing. It's literally if you lose something, grief can still be just as prevalent if you lose, say for example, your past self. And by past self, I mean the difference is when you're sick to when you were healthy. We mourn for the person that we used to be. The person who could do these particular activities that we struggle to do now. And this pain is equally as raw and agonizing. Especially if, for example the pain and the disablement has come on quite quickly or even when it's all you've ever known and then you feel like maybe a part of your life is missing because you haven't really been able to live it fully to the extent that you wanted to live it and all these emotions are very very powerful and they're very relevant and I think these are the kind of things that we should definitely talk about. And these are the things that we should talk to our friends about, to our fellow pain warriors, to therapists, because that's what everyone is there for. They're there for us to talk to. And the problem with going through an illness is sometimes we think because people don't truly understand what we're going through, then we should just kind of hold it in. And that's the biggest mistake we can actually do. We think we're stopping other people from worrying about us because we don't want to be too much of a burden on them. So we should just hold everything in. But all that pain, it manifests and it bubbles up into even greater physical pain. And the emotional pain is so, so horrific. I once read a quote that said, what is death to a caterpillar is life to a butterfly. And in regards to that, it's a very prevalent one about grief. It means that, you know, sometimes a section of your life may have reached an end, but another one has been reborn. It doesn't have to be final. In regards to, I'm not saying your illness doesn't have to be final, but I mean, it doesn't have to be that you can never, ever be that person you once was. You're still always who you are. You might not be able to do some physical activities or things like that that you once were able to do, but it's very important for us to feel empowered, to feel like, you know, yeah, I couldn't exercise that particular 
work out anymore because it wasn't good for me. So I'm not going to just stop doing it altogether. I'm just going to do a gentler one and just take my time with it. It's about compromising. It's still trying to lead a fulfilling life. But accepting that you have a past kind of self that you're mourning for. It's like any kind of bereavement. There's a cycle of bereavement in which we go through, I think it's the five stages of grief, but it's important to know that there's many other stages to that. There's no just linear way to grieve. And we can fluctuate between all of these stages all at once. So there's denial, there's anger, there's depression, there's acceptance, and I missed another one. I know there is another one. But through all of these stages, you know, we question ourselves and we just kind of feel like something is missing. And that's the time when we need to talk to someone. For how long? <laughs> that was my Alexa app. One minute. I want to mute this. That. Call someone timer. One minute. Starting now. No. 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 Hold on, you guys. I am gonna completely disconnect her. <laughs> wow. Okay. But anyway, my point is. That when we grieve, there is no way that is a shortcut solution. There's no telling how long it's going to take. There's no time span for it. It varies individual to individual. But what we must do is we must still try and find a way to accept I'm not saying except that you will always be in pain because to me, um, my doctors were always very negative about that and I could never accept that. It wasn't because I wanted to just be in denial about it. I wanted to get better and I still actively try to every day because I don't want to accept defeat and I will see it as defeat in that way. I know everyone's different. Some people are like, yeah, I will always be this way. And that's okay, but for me admitting that, I feel that in some way it means I won't get better. So why should I try? And I don't want to creep into that victimized mindset. I want to empower myself and empower others to do better. To keep telling you that Yes, it hurts, and who you once were, the things you once were able to do, yes, they hurt, but we should be able to talk about them. We should be able to do them justice. We should be able to make this newer self even more brighter and shinier than the last one. Just because we are going through intense suffering doesn't mean that all our life has to be is suffering. It means that when we suffer on such an intense scale, our empathy should drastically be 
way out there because we know what it's like to feel pain. We know what it's like to feel isolated. We know what it's like to feel like we've lost something so important to us, like a piece of ourselves, that something is missing. We know what it's like to feel like we don't really fit in or belong. And lots of other human beings can connect with us and these human life issues are very common. Not necessarily chronic pain isn't always as common, but these things we can still connect with other people. We don't have to isolate ourselves and stop ourselves from making these connections. So, I ask yourselves to think today and really reflect upon who your past self was. What kind of things do you miss doing the most? How do you feel when you think of a time when you weren't sick, for example? Or how do you feel when you think you can't think of that time at all? When all you can think of is you can't remember a time when you didn't feel any pain. I mean, sorry, when you, when you, all, you, all you felt was pain. All of these questions are very relevant and very important because we need to explore them. As we need to allow ourselves to feel the pain that's within us and not hold it back. But at the same time, we must allow ourselves to feel the pain little by little and then process it little by little. We can't just open up the floodgates and overwhelm ourselves with all this pain, all this regret, all this grief because we'll never want to get out of bed again. So it's very you have to do it very gently and then you have to just pick one of the things and try and think about it the best you can but try and turn it in a way that what can you do about that now how can you live the fulfilled life you want to live despite having a chronic illness like I was told so many times at my university that I should just settle for a um average grade um which was, I think, probably like a three, which is what we call in England. Um, and I didn't want to do that. I was adamant that I wanted to get either a two, one or a first, which is obviously the first is the best. And I ended up finishing with just a couple of marks off a first. And all the times people were kind of telling me, oh, but, you know, you're sick, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, um do that you should just accept what you can do at your level which I found pretty disgusting for an education system it it doesn't mean that because you're sick you're not as capable as anyone else you are it doesn't mean listening to these negative messages and taking them as your own truth only you can decide what you want to hear with that only you know the pain that you've been through, and I completely agree. I can't just say, oh, just think about it, just talk to someone and it will get better. All I can do is tell you to try. Because if we don't try, all we do is end up giving up and then just wallowing and ruminating in 
our lives, we end up not living in the present moment. We end up just constantly living in the past or what our future might be like. And we're not actually taking notice of the here and now. Because we're so stuck in our own minds that we miss everything that's going on. And I heard um, a quote from a book that I was reading before. It was talking about how a lot of us live life on autopilot. So, for example, if we were an average 30-year-old, we would have about, it's about 50 years left or so to live. But actually, what we only have, an average 30-year-old, only has about six years. If you include all the times that they have been mindful of the moment, if they have made the most out of their life, all the times that they have had these experiences, they have made these connections, they have been centered with themselves, all of these things that matter in life only accounts to six years. I mean, that was shocking because it was like, it's not about how many years you live, it's about how you have lived in those years. And I understand that with chronic pain, as a 25-year-old, I have not yet lived. But this is why I'm actively fighting, because I want to live. And you should too. You should want these things for yourself. You should want to fulfill those dreams and dare yourself to dream. So what if you have pain? Don't let that stop you from leading the life you want to live. Get support. Reach out to people. And take things one step at a time. But most importantly, don't be so harsh on yourself. Accept that, you know, we're human. And it's okay to hurt. And it's okay to feel pain. And it's okay to feel isolated. But it's what we do after that that counts. So, I hope you all have a great day, you guys. Bye.